Hey, this is Will Little with A Sinner's Journey. Hopefully you checked out 60 Seconds with God, our mini Bible series. We'll most definitely be pumping some more of those out here before too long. Um, But we're going to go in a little bit of a different direction. Um, But make sure you keep an eye out for the 60 Seconds with God. It's intended just to be 60 seconds. The last one we did was 51 seconds long. Um, But the benefit of it is when you're having one of those days when you need to give the glory to God, whenever you need to turn to Him, um, it, it gives you that opportunity. It's 60 seconds long. Um, that way you can get that boost. Um, hopefully that breathes the Holy Spirit into you so you can it can help you get through the rest of your day. Um, but like I said before, we're going to go in a different direction today. So one of the things we're going to be talking about is um, is marriage and the joys and the turmoils that you can fall into during, during marriage. Um, so I want to dive right in. So what I want to talk about first is the level playing field that the husband and wife are on. Um, rather than thinking about it, a level playing field as far as like a flat piece of land, let's think of it like a like a triangle. Um, and the reason that we're going to do a triangle is because we're going to put God at the top. We're going to put the husband and the wife on the um, slopes of the triangle. And the reason that we're putting them on the slopes, the the closer to God the husband and wife go, the closer that they pull themselves together. Now, why is that important, Uh, especially when you have children involved? Uh, The reason that that's so important is the closer the husband and wife are to God, the closer they are together, what does that do? Every other thing that is important in their life is going to get pulled up into that top section of the pyramid. It's automatically going to happen. No other steps are needed. The closer the husband and wife are to God, everything else is going to get pulled up there because the glory of the relationship is going to be given to God. The intentions of the relationship are going to be given to God. Anything that is fruitful from that relationship is going to be given to God. All of those things is going to give glory to the Lord. There is no more joy on earth that we can have than giving glory to God. He deserves all the glory anyway. Let's give it to him whenever we can. Um, Everything, every breath that we breathe is a blessing from Him. So, okay, top of the pyramid, I'm going to pull everything back up in there. One of the other things that I, I hear people, and now this is this is more my opinion, um, but one thing that I hear, hear people talk about is that the children' needs should be placed before the husband and the wife. I have mixed feelings on that. I have I am blessed with two beautiful children. Um, they they are the loves of my life. So that's why this is this is a little little complicated for me. Um, but this is my opinion on it. So when you do that, when you put the children's needs above the husband and wife, what that does, it, it creates a mentality where the children will always come before the husband and wife. Uh, And I know that sounds like I said the same thing, but it's really two completely different things. Because in life, there are situations where the children's needs may come first. Uh, In life, that happens. Um, I would lay my life down for both of my girls. I'd lay my life down for my wife. Um, But at the same time, it's it's one of those ordeals. Their, Their needs don't always come first. Uh, and and the reason the reason that I say it that way spiritual needs husband and wife children god husband wife children when you put things in perspective and you put things in the correct order 
the needs all get met. Um, now, if it was between, if I eat tonight, my kids don't eat tonight. Now, that's a completely different scenario. Uh, we can go into all the different little crossroads and things that branch off of this. Um, but, but mainly, I'm looking at that, 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 that tree right there. God, husband, wife, children. So when your husband and wife are together with God, your children are pulled up. So everybody is in that top corner of the pyramid. When you're all in that top corner of the pyramid, all of your needs are being met. So there really is no qualm on whether or not the the children's needs need to be before the parents. If if the parents are not diving into the Bible daily, if the parents are not invested in their children through Jesus, if, if they're not pouring into their children through Jesus, there there's other things that need to happen um, as far as to get to get things in balance. Uh, and I think balance is a good word for what needs to happen there. But it's really one of those deals where um, as long as the fundamental needs of the children, um, place to live, food, water, uh, the fundamental needs are being met, the spiritual needs will take care of the fundamental needs um, as long as everything is in, like I said, in balance. Okay, so kind of diverting from that, talking about the foundation of marriage. So with the foundation of the marriage, it's it's one of those things where when you pour the slant of the foundation of a house, okay, we're all thinking about the concrete foundation. Let's go below it. How much prep when you're building a house actually goes into the dirt work, the actual ground that the the foundation the concrete slab sits on. The concrete slab is super important to a house. Without it, it can't stand. But what's under that concrete slab is more important than the slab itself. And I'll explain why. So there's, I read a devotional once, uh, and it actually broke it down. It didn't give uh, more than once. Um, but this particular one, it, it didn't give the actual verses, um, but it talks about pouring pouring seed. You pour seed in sand. You pour seed in fertile soil. Uh, you pour pour seed in the um, thorn bed. It just goes through all these different things as far as pouring seeds out. And the only seeds that were fruitful are the ones that were poured out into fr- fertile land. So God is that dirt work. Uh, he is the foundation that the slab, the whole, the fundamentals of the marriage and everything, he, he is what everything sits on. By that, if you poured your slab on sand, your house, your house would stand. You could build it. You could build it, no issue. Ten years from now, when the sand starts to give from the weight, five years from now, uh, when the sand starts to give from the weight, the whole house is going to collapse in on itself. Um, I truly believe that marriage is the binding of two souls. Uh, and what I mean by that is once you've bound two souls together, when God um, has set up, when it is an actual divine um, divine marriage, and God has put you two together uh, with the intent of marriage, when you get married, he has bound your souls together. So from that day forward, no matter what happens, your soul, her soul, they're they're they have a piece of each other. Um, 
hopefully nothing ever happens where there's a split. Uh, but even in those situations, you take a piece of that soul. Those souls are bound together forever. <clears throat> so that's why the the idea that putting in the work to make sure a marriage is going to work, uh, making sure that you're ready for that kind of a commitment, um, praying about it, doing the marriage counseling, um, definitely recommend getting with your pastor um, or finding someone if you if you don't have a home church and getting with them and go through the marriage counseling and, and making sure everything that you're doing is of God. Um, my, my marriage, <clears throat> I, I truly believe it was a divine appointment. Uh, and the reason that I say that is the life track that I was on when I met my wife was not the life track that the Lord told me that I needed to be on when I was 12. Uh, ran from him for a long time, ran from him for 12 years. Um, the biggest reason I say it's a divine appointment um, is the act of God putting her in my path, putting her in my life, uh, projectiled me back onto the path that he originally had planned for me to be on. And the last two years have been... Um, They've been a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, I know that usually is a bad thing when somebody says my life is a roller coaster, um, but it's more of a roller coaster with um, the feeling of um, <clears throat> excitement, um, wanting to know what the next step is. Uh, by no means is there no trials and tribulations. The, the Bible promises trials and tribulations just like it promises the joy of the Lord. Um, so it, the, the trials and tribulations are there. Don't, don't get confused, um, not by no means. Um, but the last two years, the things that God has been moving, um, the, the direction that he has been putting me in, the direction he's put my wife in, the situation he's put my children in, I'm blessed beyond what I deserve. Um, that is most definite. Um, but back to the fundamentals of marriage, when you have that foundation and the foundation set up correctly and you build the house, each block is built together. Um, it's not one person. It can't be one person putting in all the work. That is where resentment comes from. And resentment is a dirty, dirty tool that the devil uses to drive a wedge between marriages. It happens. And I don't say it happens like it's okay that it happens because it's not. It's very, very, very easy to allow him to build, him as in the devil, to build resentment in your heart towards someone else when you don't feel like the weight of the load is being bared evenly. Now, that is, to an extent, an unfair statement. The reason that to an extent is that is an unfair statement is if we are leveling the playing field on everything being balanced solely based on work. My wife, um, we're blessed for my wife to be able to be a stay-at-home mom. So I go to work. Um, I go to work, come home. I try to help as much as I can. She stays here. She takes care of the kids. She cleans the house. The house is not always spotless. Our house is lived in. Our house is loved. Um, so there is a major difference there. Um, I do come home and the house will be absolutely beautiful, absolutely spotless. Um, but there'll be times that I come home and there's blocks on the floor that, that is still balanced. She's nurturing, pouring into filling with life, my children. So the balance is still there. 
if I have to go to work all day, come home and do the dishes, it is okay. It is not going to hurt anybody. It's not going to hurt my feelings. It's part of it. It's, it's, it is an absolute balance. Um, so what she does as far as keeping the house clean and pouring into our children, um, she does a lot of running around. I'm blessed to have her um, because errands that I need to get done that I can't break away to do, she takes care of for me. I couldn't really ask for too much more than that. Um, but back to that balance, you do not want to build up resentment because you feel like, well, I, my wife is a stay at home mom. I went to work all day and the dishes aren't done. Or, um, my wife makes a hundred thousand dollars and I make $50,000 and she pays all the bills. It's okay. As long as there is a balance and an understanding in your marriage, it is going to make it through. Um, but don't get the idea that the breadwinner doesn't do anything. Don't get the idea um, that it shouldn't be balanced on chores. Don't get the idea that one chore is a man chore and one chore is a woman chore. Um, it, it is an absolute balance. And I'm going to kind of break down balance. I don't mean balance in, I cut the grass today, so she vacuumed the house. So we're on a one-for-one one scale. I washed the cars. She fed the baby. We're on a two-for-two scale. That's not what I mean at all. Don't take it that way. Don't think that that's how I mean balanced um, because that's not balanced. When I say balanced, I mean needs met. There's an old principle that a lot of us have forgotten. Uh, It's called see a need, fill a need. So when a need is filled, when my wife sees something that I normally do, Uh, Because we do have, we fall into that routine of things that I do, things that she does. But when my wife sees something that I normally do that I haven't got to, and she has the moment to do it, she goes ahead and does it. If there's something that my wife normally does that I see needs to be done, she hasn't had the time to do it, I normally go ahead and do it. No questions asked, no issues. No qualm, don't bring it up later, just do it. It'll work out well for you, especially you guys. Listen to me. Just do it. The dishes are dirty. Just do them. You put them in the dishwasher if you have one. You turn it on. You're done in 45. Oh, 45. You're done in 15, 20 minutes. And you get a thank you, honey. I appreciate you. Thank you for taking care of that for me. It'll be well worth it. Go ahead and do it. So back to balance. Balancing your marriage your children, your job, and your relationship with God, all of which are important. I named those backwards, actually. All of those are important. If you take care of your spiritual needs with God for yourself, your wife, and your children, your financial needs, which is your place of employment, all of your other needs will fall in line. Not saying it'll happen overnight, not saying that there won't be times that it don't. We all go through storms. I am saying that when you have your spiritual life on track, everything that happens is happening through the purpose of God. And sometimes we go through storms, we go through trials and tribulations, we get to the other side and we say, what did I learn from this? Why did I go through this? I'm not exactly sure. There's not no gift at the end. Nothing really happened afterwards. It's over. Everything seems to be okay now. So what was actually learned? 
there are times when how we react to our trials and tribulation becomes a light to those that are going through something themselves. So you see what just happened there. God can use you without you even realizing he's using you. He can use you, put you through a trial and tribulation, allow his glory, his light to shine through your walk with him for somebody else to see it. Yeah, I know. Mind blown. I mean, it's it's absolutely remarkable how things happen. Um, it's now, you know, we we all would like to see the plan a little bit more because we only see as much of the plan as we need to see. Um, the plan is fully there. Um, we're just not. If we had a treasure map, and this was the X, and we're right here, and the road to there was this big old squiggly line to get to the X, every one of us would walk straight to the X. Every one of us, we'd go straight there, past the least resistance. We'd flow like a river. We follow the path of least resistance. We'd go straight there, uh, and we'd be it, it'd be over. We'd be done. But we wouldn't have spiritual growth. People around us wouldn't see the glory of God. We wouldn't have a testimony. And I think testimonies are one of the most powerful things that we can give to someone else. If you sit down and give somebody your testimony, um, especially if you have been through something through your marriage and you have another couple that is coming up, another people that are talking about getting married, somebody else that's going through something through their marriage, you and your wife invite them out. Say, hey, come to dinner. It's on us. Uh, let's go to the the restaurant. We'll take care of it. Um, can't do that. Hey, we'll buy. We'll, we'll have dinner at our house. Come over. Uh, Kayla will cook something in the kitchen. We'll all have a great time. And then that gives you the opportunity to present your testimony that is shared with your wife to them and allow them the opportunity to learn something from it. Allow God to use your testimony to plant a seed because that's all we're doing. When we walk through our day, when we go through, when we're going through life, we're planting seeds. We're planting seeds in, in our spouse. We're planting seeds in our children, planting seeds in our coworkers, planting seeds in everyone around us, the members of church. All we're doing is we just farmers walking around with a bag, planting seeds. That's what we are doing in life. Um, the the grandfather, the farmer that's looking over everybody is God, um, but we are we are His humble servants and we are planting seeds. So make sure that those seeds that you are planting and instilling in those around you are worth planting. Uh, you can give false testimony. Um, you can give false depictions. Um, it's very easy to fall into that because the story sounds better. God's story is glory. God's story is glory. There is no story better. What he is doing in your life, what he did for Jesus Christ, it rhymes. There is nothing better. You can't make the story sound better. The story stands alone. So let it be what it is. Just tell them the story. Um, Tell them your testimony. Let them learn from it. Uh, Let them see God's light through you. You are a shining beacon. You are a beacon of light to God. You are are a lighthouse. I love lighthouses for this reason. There's so many different depictions you can use with a lighthouse. Lighthouses are amazing. But be that light. Walk the walk with God. Deny yourself daily. Walk the walk with God. Love Him. Use His love to love those around you. And that's it. 
I mean, I threw four fingers up, but that's it. I mean, just, uh, and I know I make it sound easy. I'm saying that's it, and I'm shaking my head and doing these euphemisms. But really, when you when you break it down to what marriage is supposed to be and to those around you, marriage is supposed to be centered around God, your children, everybody else, it'll all fall in place after that. Center it. We got to get it centered around God. We got to find a church family. Uh, we have to get involved. Let's center it around the Lord. S- spread the seeds, like I was saying about those around you. Um, the biggest key with that is make sure that you're spreading the correct seeds. Uh, make sure that the things that you're doing, because people do watch you, you're surprised who you You are somebody's hero. And it may not be your wife, it may not be your kids. You actually may be surprised whose hero you actually are but you are somebody's hero um so make sure every day that you you go out into the world i want you to think of yourself that whoever looks to me to be their hero are would they be impressed with my day would they be proud of me would they be proud to say that i'm their hero and if you're living your life that way and you're really paying attention to what the people around you, um, and I know that we shouldn't really worry about what others say about us, and that's not where I'm going with this, um, but what we should be worried about is are we a shining light for Jesus Christ? If we are doing that, if we are a shining light for Jesus Christ and we have a God-centered family, there's really not a whole lot more that on those on those spectrums that's that's the goal um shining light for god god-centered family um if you have both of those things the priority list of um, god husband wife children and spreading seeds all that stuff falls in place when you have those two things Um, it's definitely not that easy Uh, there's definitely a lot more things that we could go over Uh, we're not going to do it today because we're already um, good ways in Um, but i will say that there's there's definitely more to this Um, but the god-centered family and be a shining light for jesus christ are really two up there um, those are very important. Um, if I was going to say which one to be, um, those re- those two would be our main goals. So that's going to be our mission today. Uh, I really want you to dig deep in prayer. I want you to think to yourself, am I a shining light for God? Am I a shining light for Jesus Christ? Do others see Jesus Christ in me as I go throughout my day? And the other thing I want you to ask is, is God and Jesus Christ the center of your family? And if the answer to either one of those questions is no, what can we do to fix it? What can we do? Who can we talk to? Do we need counseling? Do we need to talk with our pastor? Do we need to just go to the altar and get on our knees and pray? Do we need to get where we're at right now and get on our knees and pray? Um, so that's, that's, it's a self-sacrifice. We have to sacrifice ourselves. So if either one of those questions is no, the next step is to dig deep into the Bible and let's figure out how to make both of those answers yes. Um, so that's going to include us for a sinner's journey. Uh, I'm going to pray and then dismiss. 
Lord, thank you for this day. Um, thank you for anybody that listens to this, whether it's one person or a thousand people. Um, each individual person that's listening, I uh, hope that they have something to take from this. And I really, I just want to pray for their day and pray for their week. Uh, Lord, I want to give you the glory. I thank you for each and everything that you have given to all of us. I appreciate the fact that you allowed us to wake up this morning and breathe that in the air that we breathe. Um, help us as we go throughout the rest of this week, as throughout the rest of this day, throughout the rest of this year. I'm hoping that this, this year will be a, um, a glorious year for you as you um, lead us down the path of where you want this ministry to go. Um, so just be with us, Lord, as we go. And in your heavenly and holy name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for coming. We'll talk to you next time.